Hello, everyone. This is Wes Miller with Pigskins and Pageantry, a podcast dedicated to all things SEC football and proud member of Blue Wire Hustle. Join me, Jesse, and Matt each week as we discuss last week's games, news around the league, predictions for next week's matchups, and more. And what's up, everybody? It's Wes. The national championship game is complete. Oh, and okay. after after 41 years, the Georgia Bulldogs are finally champions. Um, I still can't really believe it. Uh, like, I'm still, like, soaking it in. Um, although, um, as you can tell, I know not everyone is quite as excited um, as I am. So I'm not going to get into it just yet. Uh, but we are privileged to be joined by a very special guest today. But first... Let, uh, let's uh, let's recap the game, and uh, with me to do so is our resident Tennessee fan, Matt. How are you, my friend? The the the, uh, the proverbial world is upside down, as they say in Hamilton. Uh, I I'm 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 shocked. I'm aghast. Uh, uh, we'll get into it, but that was that was a hell of a good game. So kudos to Georgia, I guess. I guess. Uh, Jesse, um, I'll let you introduce our guest. But first, like, uh, how are things? I mean, I can see how they are, but. Um, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, you got the look, too. It's, it's great. She's about as quiet as our boy Bryce was over here during that. Uh, you know, game six. <laughs> I don't know if you saw I know, well, I you not, not even Bryce introduced yet. And he's cracking. Somebody woke up and chose violence today. <laughs> I did my best to keep quiet and cordial and just aggressive. Yeah. Aggressive. We've been through so much. Okay. Um, well, you've been through so much. <laughs> you've been through so much. Now listen, somebody oh. who's been through a lot was really George Pickens here doing the karate for my boys, James Williams and Mechie, knowing that who the true champions are this year. That's it. Now, George has um, been. Wes, I feel like you should introduce Benedict <laughs> Arnold over here. Jesse yeah. hasn't even said his name yet, and we're already. Uh, I won't. Uh, you know. I can't. I was going to say the on. only Georgia player I ever supported or will ever support. And now I feel like I should rescind that. And there <laughs> Jesse, like listen, I, I have had 28 years of buildup for this one moment. So I'm sorry. I got to do it. 36. I got <laughs> Welcome to my ex-friend <laughs> and um, former Georgia Bulldog, Jack Luna. Hello, all. The I'm, about as, I'm about as excited to be here as the entire team was here during the Keeley Ringo uh, celebration. Um, Did I love, you just make a slideshow? Are we going to do this all yeah. night? Is I love this what the we're going to do? Because I can go ahead and get off and let you three knock this thing out. I, I, love, I don't need this. I love the no, thought I'm that Jack leave. had. Like, he put a lot of thought into this, like his whole like intro. I'll see you all in Cali next week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, man. I, it's, I love it. The audacity. Oh man! I'm here All for right. content, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, there was only one game to talk about, so let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. Always remember, if you ain't first, you're last. All right. I don't hear, like that you hear that, Jesse? Now. You're hey. last. You're last. You're Listen, last, Jesse. It's if you ain't first, you are last. <laughs> It's a hard truth to realize, but welcome to, welcome to the new world. Okay, I'm, I'm all right with Georgia winning. Just to watch Jesse, Jesse in this moment of despair, I'm all right with I it. I cried. 
Uh, as you should I have. I, I cried too. It was a little bit different tears, but yeah, it was, yeah. I was around yeah. people that don't know me that well. Yeah. That like, we just became friends and they're like, let's watch the game together. Oh and gosh, then- did they say it like that? And then yeah. Jesse decided I'm never watching the game with you again. Right. No, it's I like won't. No, I, instant I enemies. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm like cleaning up my stuff. And they're like, are you, oh, it's going to be okay. I was like, I know it's fine. I know it's illogical and I didn't play. <laughs> I'm going to go home. And they're like, it's, uh, it's what fandom's all about. They don't want to hang Either out way. with me anymore. Yeah. They're Clemson people. They don't get it. They're oh, like, yeah. I mean, they should get it. They've they, been there. They, yeah, they did for a little bit there. Not so much lately. Like, South Carolina fans or something. There was a few of those, but like Clemson is like new money. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of, they, they got to get used to it. It's like they don't understand the etiquette of it. So anyway, they're still holding on to the last couple of years. That's all they like can say. Yeah. Anyway, this was obviously an intense game uh, with Georgia winning uh, 30. Three to eighteen. Um, I was the only one. Wait, to pick wait, Georgia. wait, wait say it again. Say uh, it again. Thirty-three Win. to eighteen. Okay. Winning thirty-three to eighteen. That's right. Just want to make sure I heard you right. Yeah. No. No. You. You got it. Um, <laughs> okay. Just wanna... The. The. Um, I've been conditioned to be on the losing right? end of that for a lot of time, so I want to make sure I wasn't dreaming. Hey, I, every, I'm, I'm every there with Georgia you. And woke up Tuesday morning thinking, "Was this a dream?" Am exactly. I, wrong? I woke up the same way. I did have to yeah. think about it for a little bit. Yeah. I'm I'm there with Nightmares you. Nightmares are dreams too. I told uh cuz Matt and I watched a game at a restaurant here uh close by and I believe it was in the third quarter and I looked at Matt and I was like, "Dude, this is not good for my heart." I was like, uh <laughs> it's just insane. But like neither, the, neither was the buffalo chicken dip, but uh, we well this is true. Hey. We were just talking about that earlier and, and I can't say no to it. I'm not going to lie, but uh the the first half, likes to live dangerously. That's right. You know, um the first half was wild. I mean, like it felt like one of those deals where the game was like on the edge of a knife, ready to just fall full force, like one way or the other. Um, both offenses, it's like they couldn't loosen up. Uh, it was nine to six at half, which, by the way, apparently the strategy to beating Bama is you need to be losing at halftime, not winning. Um, so I don't know if that's it a thing. Should have been a bad not. omen for Jesse when it was nine to six. At it right? was. I kid you not. Should have been a bad omen. Brought up. Um, someone was like, this reminds me of the LSU game of 2011. I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> and I actually have that in my notes here, reminiscent of the 2011 regular season game between them. Well, but yeah, And it's funny to compare to that, too, because that was the nine to six game was in regular season. And we obviously lost to LSU at home. I was there. Mm-hmm. It was awful. And then we went on to be in the national championship with them. Um, we were still in the BCS era at that point, And they didn't get past the 50 yard line. We dominated them. And so it goes back to that, you know, what we were talking about last week. It's so hard to beat a team twice in one season. You've seen each other. You're more comfortable. It's just, it's super hard. So going into this game, I had those nerves because we had beaten them already. And I, I just wasn't sure that we'd be able to do it again. And obviously we, we didn't. So Can't do it. I'd say that was the best defense I'd ever seen in 2011 defense before the revolution of football spinning up. And I, now I think it's our defense, but. I give credit to Bama, that 2011 defense. We watched film on them. They were nasty, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, um, on a big pass play earlier in the second quarter, um, Jamison Williams went down with an injury. It turned out to be a torn ACL, 
likely had a big impact on the game. But like I was telling Matt, even when it happened, I was like, I just kept thinking about like all the players that have come off the bench for Bama to beat us over the years. And I was like, in my mind, the defense, the offense, nobody can relax right now. Just because a playmaker is out, like that doesn't mean anything. Um, Thankfully, uh, early diagnosis seems to indicate that with surgery, Williams will make a full recovery and not lose his speed. So, you know, keep that stock as well. So um, second half, was like a different animal though. Like both, both teams loosened up a little bit. It seemed like Georgia began to run the ball with some, some success in the third. Um, but to me, the, the huge turning point in this game was after the Stetson Bennett fumble, which I thought was a really tough call, um, which set up Bama super short field resulted in a three yard touchdown pass uh, from Bryce Young to uh, Cameron Latu uh, to make it 18, uh, 13, um, after the two failed two point conversion with 10 14 left in the game. But the, to me, the biggest moment was right after that, where instead of trying to be conservative, right? Stetson's just made a mistake. Instead of trying to be conservative, Munkin opened up the playbook and let him throw it all over the field um, on the very next drive, finishing with that 40 yard touchdown pass to Mitchell to make it 1918 Georgia after, you know, the failed two point conversion as well. But, um, uh, Georgia was able to get a stop right after that um, come back down and like that the design of that pass play to get Bowers open over there on the left uh, oh man that was that was fantastic um, and uh, ends, baby yes I was gonna say I knew you could appreciate ends, that. Um, and uh, so that got the got the lead to 26 18 with 333 left in the game still one possession game though like I was telling I was telling Matt like I'm still not relaxing I was like it's Jesse a one, sees coming and it's just, a one possession. I know the ending of the story. I hate the story. And I was like, I, I am not. Hey, Jesse, you know what I hated? I hated second twenty six for five years. But you're gonna have to deal with it because that's what big girls <laughs> and former champions do. Former champions, right? Uh, but yeah, it's like don't don't relax. Uh, but uh, Bryce Young let him uh, tried to lead him down the field to tie it. Uh, but on a third and long, he threw one. I think he probably wouldn't attempt that one again. Looking at the coverage. Um, and uh, it was intercepted by a freshman, Keely Ringo, who gathered a convoy who escorted him to the end zone to kind of put the game away. Um, Wait, so you mean this play? That, that's there, the one you, right you, there. You mean that one, right? Okay, yeah, that's, that's the one. I, I, I recognize okay, I that. One, I just want to make sure that was the right play you're talking about. Okay, cool. Now, I know uh, David Pollock said he looked up in the stands right after this, and uh, like over half of the grown adults in the stands are just in tears because um, it's been 41 years right with, with heartbreaking losses and what seemed like uh, newly invented ways to lose every time <laughs> um, but man like what a story for Stetson Bennett as I mentioned before like he's been doubted by people his entire career I've even you know doubted him of course as it's you know documented on this show but I, I do think that he was the guy for the moment obviously not just because he won but because uh, uh, you know he's the guy who got him there I felt he deserved it I mean how could you do anything else but he's a, a two-star recruit who is ranked 104th in the national QB recruiting rankings and 2,569th overall. Like those numbers are such outliers in comparison to the other national championship winning quarterbacks in recent memory. Hey, still ranked higher than me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like for when you look at the stats of other championship winning quarterbacks, like this is the huge outlier. I don't know if we're going to see something like this, you know, at least anytime soon, of course, who knows, you know, um, but, uh, but it still seems surreal to me. Um, and with that, I'm, I, I'm done. Uh, that's all I've got for now. Uh, Jesse, I've been in your shoes uh, more times than I care to count 
once in the national title game and countless other times. Um, I know there's never a, like a quote unquote good time to talk about this, but uh, what are your thoughts on the yeah. game? I'm just glad we didn't do it yesterday. Um, I don't know <laughs> if I would have been as composed <laughs> yesterday. I'm glad we took the time to like, let me process. Um, I didn't text you a lot on purpose. I wanted to just yep. you have that space. Jessie yep, did good. She had really short text to me, which I knew she was in her feelings. So <laughs> I understood in my that feelings. She- um, but the sun did rise yesterday, uh, surprisingly. I um I'm not gonna stop thinking about the blocked field goal and that failed two point conversion for a long time. It's fine. Um I was a little surprised we went for two. I, I understood it, but I was a little surprised on that one. Um heck of a play to Georgia to block that field goal. That was also huge. Mm-hmm. And Jalen you know, Carter I, yeah, I think my biggest takeaway uh, from the game, despite everything, obviously it was a crazy game. It was exciting to watch. It was stressful to watch, regardless of what side you were on, even if you didn't even like either team. It was just a good game to watch, which I feel like a lot of people didn't think it was going to be. Some For some reason, people thought, you know, Bama would run away with it, and, and we, we didn't, obviously, but my biggest takeaway was the way that number one, I really appreciated uh, Kirby smart asking about Jamison Williams. I thought that was really classy um, when the coaches met in the middle of the field. So, you know, kudos to him. I think that that was a really great way to kind of end it. And then in Saban's presser, I mean, you can tell, you can read the room and I think he read the room really well. You have two team leaders that are sitting next to you that Number one, they know the mistakes that they've made. They are more disappointed, more frustrated than any fan is ever going to be. And then you have a group of reporters that are going to ask all these questions about what could you have done better and da 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 da. And they're focusing, rightfully so, on this one game. And for coach to say, like, hold on a minute, we're we're going to stop this right now before we leave. Like, let's let's say one thing: these men are not measured by one game. Um, none of the teams are, you know, Georgia's not measured by one game, whether they would have lost either. They had an incredible season. Um, and these, these two young men did as well. And I think as a Bama fan, we should all be very proud. The fact that we have a Heisman trophy winner this year as a sophomore, we have, um, an sec title, which is huge. Uh, we have a cotton bowl win among countless other individual awards. So for a team that everyone thought at the beginning of the season and after the loss to A&M that we were a down year, it was not going to be what it was. The the Bama of old was gone. I think we should all be really, really proud um, of this team and what they were able to do and put together rally after a Texas A&M loss because this was a hell of a season. And, you know, regardless of who won, the SEC still won. And I think we needed to show people after all of those bowl losses that everybody (laughs) else had that the sec is still a super strong conference uh, conference. So um, I'm really, really proud of that. And I think we all know that Nick Saban doesn't like to lose and he comes back stronger than ever. So the revenge tour starts now. You know, I, I I'd be perfectly willing to put up with a revenge tour if it means being able to have this moment right here. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh but yeah, no, they definitely don't have to uh, hang their heads at all. Great season for one that they weren't necessarily expected to, you know, a lot of young guys on the team. So um, Matt, what are your thoughts, my friend, as a person who 
doesn't have a dog in the fight as an impartial party uh that hates both teams um <laughs> I, uh, I thought i mean to, to okay man it feels uh, like 98 here in Athens. So it's yeah, i'm glad it yeah i think it felt like 98 <laughs> but no i like that you um, i like that you hate us both because for somebody that's like oh i'm impartial but like i don't mind this one i like that you have a hatred for both i think it's a good opinion I, to have i told wes what did i say to you when we were sitting at dinner i said um I said I made a very hyperbolic statement about how my hatred for University of Georgia, and I can't remember. What I don't it was remember about. it either. Um, but let me be very clear and put this uh, on the record: um, I hate UGA. No offense, Jack. Um, <laughs> there is no bounds to the vitriol. I have a lot of I have a lot of bad memories of Tennessee, so it's okay, I, and that's okay. It, it's uh, but we can all be respectful adults and not and not start fighting each other. We can, can agree to disagree. It's a great. Well, yeah, we can agree to disagree. By the way, and, and West West didn't bring it up, but there were there were the brewings of a fight happening between two very oh, drunk individuals at the I, place we were eating at. I left was, and I tried not to look. You know, one of those moments where you don't actually want to end up being a witness to anything, so you just don't yeah. look. Yes. That's yes. what I did when I was leaving, pulling out of the parking lot. But yeah, it was it was an interesting atmosphere there. Anyway, continue. It, it was a little, it was very pro Georgia, but anyway, um, as an impartial party. Uh, this is probably one of the best national championship games I've seen in a really, really long time. Yeah. Um, if I went back down the list of the ones that we've seen just in the last five, six, seven, ten years, I don't remember one being this good. Um, this thing was a defensive battle. Um, I felt like I was watching mm-hmm. an SEC championship from like, I don't know, like 1988. Like it was great. Um, both teams played a heck of a game. Uh, I really feel that the losing both wide receivers for Bama is what, what really made the difference here. No offense to UGA, um, you know, Tua or not Tua, Tua has been gone for a minute. Sorry about that. Uh, Bryce didn't have a chance to really stretch the field um, because of that. I feel, um, and he dropped back. What was it? 50, 57 50, times. Yeah. Is that, is that on par for him, Jesse? That seems like not a lot. that much. Usually. Yeah. I mean, our our O line has not been the O line that has been in the past, and our right tackle gets beaten most of the time, regardless of which right tackle you put in. Um, but no, he I mean he drops back a little bit, but not. Wasn't it the high forties like in the SEC championship, something like that? Yeah, I think he usually floats around those high thirties, mid forties, somewhere in there. So that was an outlier that I noticed when I was looking at the stat line, but. Um, you know, kudos to Georgia's defense. I mean, they were playing like men possessed in that second half. Um, they were, you know, Bama couldn't get anything. I mean, they a little, they got a little bit going there. Um, but defense suffocated anything that got close. Um, the fact that the score was nine to six going into halftime um, was a testament to how how good both of those defenses played. Um, the story with Stetson Bennett um, is a great one. Uh, again, if I can take my feelings out of the equation, um, I have a sneaking suspicion I'm going to have a crap ton of Stetsons and Bennett's in my classes in about 10 or 12 years, because um, they're going to be out in droves, I'm sure. Um, there be a lot of Stetsons and Keeleys in Athens hospitals where my wife works I'm, at. Uh, I guarantee, not, you, guarantee check, you check the rosters in nine months, I bet there's going to be quite a few. Um, yep. And I'm just, I'm curious as to where we go from here. Is this a one-off like it was at LSU last two years? Was last year, two years ago, two years ago. Is this a one-off for Georgia? Is this the only shot they got? 
Um, or is this the turning of the page on the chapter of Bama and moving on to Georgia? Um, the, 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 the whole back and forth and the, and the who's up top and who's in charge uh, is, is interesting to see because you can kind of feel like it's starting to shift a little bit. Saban is getting up there. Um, the man is an immortal. He is not. He's gonna. He's I've gonna have to both retire. Ways. He's gonna have to retire at some point. Um, so he's got, he's he's got, he's got two fake hips. I know he's good for another sixty thousand miles or ten. Yep. Was it six thousand miles? Change. Years, I don't remember. <laughs> um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how things go from here. I feel like the pecking order has kind of been reset a little bit with George actually getting over that hump, um, and. It's just going to be a wild, crazy year next year, especially it'll be especially crazy if and when the SEC moves some people in Texas and Oklahoma, and then where Mm -hmm. they're going to put two teams to make it even on the East and the West. I have a sneaking suspicion it might be Auburn and Bama that move to the East would be my guess if we're going strictly off geography. And that could create a whole new kettle of fish um, for the, you know, I think we'll divide them. I I think we'll get they're gonna have Texas to do the, pod in the thing, east and but... Oklahoma in the west. Yeah, but how are you gonna work that though? Like I just it yeah, doesn't it's, make so many sense. teams. I feel like the best if you're gonna you're gonna draw a line down the middle of the country, <clears> you're gonna have to move Auburn and Alabama to the east, which would be nice if Tennessee's not the only people that have to play friggin' Alabama every year. <laughs> just saying. You know. I have a old. question for for Jack and, and Wes. Um, I'm very curious. We talk about Stetson Bennett and how lovely this story is. Um, one advice, Stetson, don't post getting drunk before an interview and doing other extracurricular activities on your Snapchat prior to going on Good Morning America. It goes around the internet. It was just time. Jesse, he's, a, Jesse, he's a champion. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> I'm just saying, point. pro tip. He's got the pro, shoes yeah. of a champion, right, Matt? <laughs> oh, every, no. Every guy no, from the shoes of a champion. Coolest thing ever. Hilarious. I know. Um, but my question for you guys is obviously Stetson Bennett's the guy that got you there. He's the guy that ultimately sealed the deal. Do you think you're number one, do you think you get to the national championship? And number two, do you think you win the national championship with JT Daniels instead of no. Stetson Bennett? No. So in, 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 when you watch the number of times that the defense got to the quarterback, um, gosh, how many sacks would that would have been? Uh, when you look at the way that Stetson was able to get away from the pressure and roll out, even on some in- incompletions that he had, I mean, in my mind, every single one of those would have been a sack of JT. And with I mean, how injury prone it seems JT Daniels is, I don't think he lasts the whole game. True. True. And um, there's a lot of speculation going on because, um, you know, everybody gets a, an extra year of eligibility because of COVID. So mm-hmm. it actually seems like Stetson will probably be back next year because it's not like he he doesn't exactly have a bright NFL future. So um, yeah, why not ride it one more time? He may stick yeah. it out, in which case, you know, now our quarterback room is getting full again. And we have, you know, some more interesting situations to talk about. Um, cause, uh, and finally, anyway. Kirby can say, I figured out a quarterback controversy. Shut up and leave me alone. Right. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He did say that he would have uh, thought the walk on would be if a man who gets five stars off trees. Oh, I, I love it because, um, you know, he stuck with them, uh, had to answer all the questions. Uh, but anyway, I, I want to go ahead and get to your thoughts, Jack, on the game. And then I have uh, a couple of questions for you that to dig a little bit deeper. Yeah. Well, so first off, the game was, I mean, I've waited 
I became a Bulldog fan at three. If you saw my Instagram post, my dad moved to vet school in 96. So I be, I've been a Georgia fan since the Jim Donnan years. And um, this yeah. was definitely, besides graduating, you know, you know, all the basics, normal stuff, like meeting my wife or being married and all that stuff. This was definitely, that was definitely the most fun and exciting, fulfilling day I'd ever have in his life. And it comes from me not only being a Georgia fan, um, but having been a walk-on, having been a football player at Georgia, having suffered some of the Bama losses where I was five yards away from beating Notre Dame, because Jesse knows we would have beat him just as bad as they did that year because yep. Notre Dame was trash. Yep. Um, it was really special to me to see, like, you know, I got to go see this team this year. I live in Athens now. Um, it was it was definitely an amazing experience. And then seeing, like, I don't know if you guys saw the videos of downtown Athens, but it was a war. Zone. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely chaos. And I'm really glad I watched that in my house with my parents, which was special to me because, you know, when you're with your families, and my it was my parents and my wife, and my dad took me, took me to all the Jordan games. He was growing up. You know, they were there for me all the walk-on years. You know, they were my – they're always my biggest fans and, you know, my most special moments are going to games with my dad, you know, like most, most people have when they look, like when I have a little kid, if I have a son or a daughter, I'm going to do the same thing. So it's having my parents there and knowing that they steered me to this thing that brought me a lot of joy and happiness and tears before this and happy tears and have my wife there who I met at a Georgia game, essentially weekend and how we live here. So to get the sappy stuff out of the way, it was, it was very special. And Jesse and all them could us, you know, because we haven't had him before, but I imagine, Jesse, if you were in our shoes, if you just had this, you would be, you know, I'm sure I talked to Cody, my oh. best friend I know her through, and we would have, Cody told me, like, he even told me after second 26, he was actually kind of bummed for me because he know he wanted me to have one because he knew how much fun they were for Bama fans. They've had enough. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> not, not joking away. But, you know, like, so that was why it was really special. I drove around town the next morning uh, before I went to work for some stuff, and like the bookstores, there were the lines out the bookstores and it was like 9 a.m. There were people outside the Butts Mirror. There were about 50, 60 people outside the Butts Mirror four hours before the team even showed up from this airport. Yeah. You know, all of those bookstores had all the championship stuff already sold out. I went in there to just to go see the, the view of it because I already bought all my stuff at 3 a.m. still drunk from the night before the game. So I've already probably bought the $200 of the championship stuff and I don't care. I do not <laughs> care. And so... Yeah, the game, though, from a football standpoint, it was really interesting to watch because you could, you could see that Bama really brought it defensively. You know, they, you could tell they did their homework. Uh, Christian Harris had an amazing game. That guy was all over the field. He made some money. And you could tell early on that the defense had made – our defense had made some adjustments, that they were getting after it. I think we all thought that – I thought when that fumble happened, the first few plays, that that was a touchdown. I was like, here we go. And then right. I saw I got turned away and I was like, oh, here we go. You know, <laughs> this is going to happen. Um, but the defense, I thought, played great. The offense, you could tell, was struggling to have some rhythm. Stetson, you know, you could tell it needed to calm down. Um, but the whole offense did, you know, like. And then definitely a field goal battle early on. Paul did great. Alabama's kicker record where they finally found a kicker. I give him credit. They did, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he, did, he, did, he didn't miss a kick. Thought, we got, talked about that during the game, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, um. Yeah, because imagine if that had been the kickers of our high, our colleges, Jesse. It would have been a three, a six nothing game, possibly. It, it, um, yeah, it would have been zero points. It would have, it would have been, they maybe even missed two extra points for all we know. Um, but but really though, like halftime comes. And I also, by the way, I went into the game thinking I'm rooting for us, obviously, but I was fully expecting Alabama to win. I was ready to be hurt the whole game. I wasn't getting too high too much. I was just fully expecting us 
to get something to happen. And then when Stetson had that, I'm not even calling it a fumble because that was one of the weirdest fumbles I've ever seen. Like the ball ended up like 15 yards down the field. That was a pass. And the guy caught it. Like you're going out of bounds on practice, like just catching a ball. Off the right. That was, that was, that, funny and too. he was like this close to being out of bounds. Like that was the weirdest, but anyway, they got the ball back. And then every Georgia fan in the, in the it's late early fourth quarter, you're like, Oh boy, mm-hmm. here we go. We've seen this before every time. And then they score a touchdown on the third goal, which our red zone defense was phenomenal. I couldn't believe that we held the Heisman guy to that. They were, it was, it was crazy. And then Setchin just comes out the next drive and says, I'm going to have the balls to do this and no one's going to stop me. And just went out there and zing, zing, sack, zing. And just throws it right over to Mitchell, which was a beautiful pass. It was a Bryce Young. I don't know Young how pass. our defender didn't turn around. Turn around. It was it was a Bryce Young pass. Like those were the passes that everyone's talking about in one year. And I'll, I know I've been on the show all year with you guys, but I'll tell you right now, Stetson Bennett is a phenomenal deep ball quarterback. For everyone that says, "Oh, we want JT, his arm's stronger," I'm like, man, go watch the tape. That guy can spin it. He can put it right on the money. There are passes after passes all year where he's putting it right there. He doesn't. I'm gonna throw balls. Like when he gets that that play action offense is his that's his bread and butter like Kirby talked about with Reese Davis the next day and he just spun it right there exactly what a veteran QB should do when you have a guy jump off sides like that free play free just go for it because even if you don't complete it it doesn't the play doesn't count anyway um, if it, if it goes out of bounds or it's incomplete well even and that first one it, with Pickens gonna, that yeah. first uh, long one so yeah and Pick, I'm trying to figure out how Pickens, Pickens only had how Pickens only had one catch in that entire game. They must yeah, have been he, covered up. It's the only thing I can Well, there was another big yeah. PI call on him later, too. Mm, that's yeah. true. That's so, true. Well, not yeah, on him, but, but mean, you know what I mean. And then defense comes back, holds them, you know, like they've been doing all game. Our I credit our punter and our special teams. They held – they yeah. won. The punter – the punter is our kickoff guy. He hits out of the end zone every time. And then when he when we did get stalled early on, he was pinning Bam. He was flipping the field. And he was putting Bryce in the making. they, hey, y'all got to go earn it. I'm going to make y'all go 80, 90 yards instead of – 60 or 50 and that's a big deal for a defense you know when you when you know that you got them and you're like uh, they got 80 yards to go and same for an offense you're like man we just i know we're explosive but man you gotta go 80 yards every play that's a that's a lot of pressure on them so for him to put them in that situation really helped them a lot and then we come back stetson throws a beautiful a pretty ballsy throw we come out and run it and then third and one and you throw a little like screen dump pass to bowers which I thought Battle was going to tip it, and I was like, "Oh, here we go!" Like tip pass all over right. again, like Georgia right. fan. Like that, that, that was like that was my PTSD because I was right there in that corner during that game when they did that for Conley. And Bowers catches it, scores, and that's when I thought, "Man, oh my god!" It's you know three minutes, like it's eight points, it's still a single possession game, but man, we we got it. I was more excited because tight ends, you know, that's my that's my family. Our tight end group chat that we have all have from our guys who played. It was going insane um, there in that, that. Our coach, Lily, my coach who's now at UNC, was even getting really excited for us, you know, which, which is awesome. But then Bryce comes out. They throw a couple of passes. I thought the, the play that doesn't get talked about enough, that people are, you know, everyone's talking about the Ringo catch, you know, the Bauer switch on the Mitchell catch, you know, all that stuff. When Brian Robinson got that slant pass, he was, he was gone. Like, if that guy didn't tackle him, Chris Smith, mm-hmm. he's he's gone, and it mm-hmm. like it's right down the middle of the field, and it's you know my it, it might be tight game at that point, but 
but our guy tackles him. And then like two plays later, Bryce throws the pick and Keeley gets it. And you just see the, I think I didn't even really watch the entire inception return. I was too busy freaking out with my family, <laughs> hugging and kissing the whole time. So we had to rewind it. And then he scores. And then I think we all like fell down. Our dogs were barking everybody. I think the entire state of Georgia's decibel level went up this high, you know, like, and then game, game blouses, it's over. And, and you, had, you had to wait till the clock hit. I didn't believe it was going to happen until the clock hit final. I was like, because every Georgia fan knew that something could happen. Keeley's running back, pop the ball, something, you know. Right. Some referee says, oh, he was offside, the defender. How is it a cornerback offside? Something <laughs> like that. So those did are you, my short thoughts. So I'm happy to hear. Did no, you I'll see Kirby, though? To your point, did you see Kirby as soon as Kirby uh, had been working on his box jumps? That's well, that man well, that too. But um, did you see when he was running it back? As soon as he caught the ball, Kirby was going, "Get down, get down!" That's, the whole time, which is what Keeley should have done, to be fair. <laughs> but when you got that convoy ahead of you, you right? Know, uh, you're go. And the good thing for him was he's right by the sideline, so if he's feeling any threatened, he can just go out the sideline. But right. I think when he saw, I think you know, how are you going to tell that kid, "Hey, man, the right. open alley's there to seal the game." Right. To get down. I know Kirby, I, that's the right thing to do, but right. it's funny because you see Kirby go down, down, down. Niggas, everybody goes, go, go, go. go. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, as he, yeah. As he got further down the field, he's like, oh, nope, never mind, kid. Just keep going. <laughs> so my favorite photo is of Mary Beth Smart and her kids is celebrating there in the end zone. You see it if you look on the view. And that's, that's pretty awesome, you know, because I mean, Jess can speak from a, from a woman's perspective, but imagine that coach's wife, the stress she's felt the last five, six years. Yeah. Like, I, think, I don't think there is anyone happier than uh, – besides all the people that could have been happy in there. The happiest person, I, besides the obvious, is Mary Beth Smart because she gets to not carry the brunt anymore, and her husband has no – can relax from it. You know, just get that big monkey off his back, and he can, he can do whatever he needs to from now on. You know, or hopefully – I'm you know, I'm wanting national championships. You know, I want us to do the right thing. You know, I want to be – I want to be proud of the program I was a part of for four years and still – help out and donate, you know, and all that stuff too. But I'll take this. I can die happy, man. I, right. That was so awesome. And he, know? He, he I know Jess to... felt probably the same way after the Rose Bowl. Y'all, what you're in, you're, you know, your junior, you're like, man, that was awesome. I can, I can die now. But, yeah. and then now, and now here you go. And Kirby doesn't Daddies have to. don't get old. I'll tell you that. They never no, I bet they don't. He doesn't have to listen to the uh, Mark Rick comparisons any longer, which were kind of getting ridiculous anyway. Um, no, they weren't. And, and that's not, not no, a they weren't. They were not getting ridiculous. <laughs> not, they weren't ridiculous. The numbers don't lie, Wes. Well, hold on. Hold on. Before we go any further, I want to be clear. That's not a slight. <laughs> I, did, I did like Mark Rick. I, it's, not, I didn't, uh, it's not that I didn't like the guy, but um, I, I understand where people are coming from when they make that comparison. They're trying to say that Kirby wasn't ever going to be able to win the big one. And obviously um, we already knew that uh, he was doing better because he at least got us to one national title game and now two. Um, and then uh, fortunately he was able to, the team was able to seal the deal and quiet that conversation. So to your point, well, Jack, that. Yeah. He didn't have so to I, I work out here at a gym run by coach Rick and his son um, here in Athens. They have one of those D one at D one ones run by form, probably the fullback for Tennessee for Peyton Manning, um, which is really cool. They, they're like a, like a combine style gym that are out, you know, throughout the country that they do. It was where Tebow trained. Um, and the guy who runs it is, I think his name is Bartholomew. He was the fullback for Tennessee during Peyton's years. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. Um, you know that name. So, but yeah. I talked to John Rick, coach's son before the game, like, you know, like a few days before. And he said that 
Um, his dad really wanted to, he decided he really wanted to go to the game to be there, you know, for them. So they were up, him and his son, Coach Rick and his son and, other, and their other son were up in the box at the game. As yeah. Well. So which I was kind of, that was really cool. You, you can tell cool. Coach was really excited and happy. He could tell him to me afterwards because, I mean, you imagine the amount of, time and splits when tears he put into it you know absolutely you know, georgia i mean it's something to say i'm sure bama had more coaches that were like retired after georgia because every coach that's coached at georgia aside from rick has pretty much retired you know after the job but from vince dooley ray goff jim donnan coach rick they all live in athens which tells you a lot about like one yeah, Tuscaloosa isn't um, exactly like a really retirement kind of vibe. Well, feel. our coaches yeah. typically get they also get our, right out of town. Our, yeah, well, that <laughs> our, right our coordinators get poached. Um, <laughs> That's so one, they don't yeah. they go Thank somewhere you. else. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome well, you're welcome for giving him to you. You're welcome for giving him to you. He came to Bamba from Georgia. So you're welcome. Yep. Um, um but wait no, a minute, I mean, wait, 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 hold on. You can't say that because he came from LSU. And then he came from Miami, and then he came from Bama. Well, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately. Just, just calling it what I see. Yeah. There's UGA. There's UGA next to his alma alma mater. So, was say, oh, that's, it, that's it was true. It was always that's in his heart. Okay. I'll it give was you always that. in his heart. We'll that, so yeah, no, I mean, and and for us, yeah, some of our coaches, a lot. I mean, before Saban, our coaches did get run out of town because they were terrible. Um, we were a terrible program. It, it was rough years. Um, if I had to hear another Auburn fan being like, fear the thumb, I just no. And then we finally, you know, in 07, get Coach Saban, and he really turned our program completely around. Yeah, as, Jesse, as, now, as, now you can tell them that fear the thumb of national championships. This, uh, this oh, yeah. is a fun yeah. conversation for me, by the way, just so we're clear <laughs> on the being on yeah. the, end of the spectrum. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> just keep telling me how it'll get better. <laughs> Um, yeah, Matt. Be, Matt, to, on your point, man, I was so pissed at those refs at y'all's bowl game. By the way, that was the I, worst call. Uh, I felt really bad for you guys. I really did. I was like, I, "That's not cool." That was a messed up call. I think everybody in the conference, even even probably the people that hate Tennessee with a passion, are like, the, you, yeah, can't, "You can't make that call." I root for every SEC team in the bowl game because that's more money for us. It's more money for everybody. The more money you win. I used to be like that. I wonder how much money we got from having two two programs in the natty. Hopefully Um, enough to hire some damn officials (laughs) full time. We're gonna we need to audit whatever official school they're going to. Jesse, I'm gonna tell you it's millions with a lot of S's, probably. I like that. I'm I'm into that. The conference got a lot of millions. No, well, that'd be um, good for the conference. Seems how the conference is hurting for money like that. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and I know. Um, gosh, who was the who was the guy, the columnist who uh, this week said that there only needs to be one allocated spot for an SEC or for the uh, untrustworthy SEC in the uh, uh, CFP playoffs? <laughs> who said um, that? It was How some. It was say that. It was some journalist. Um, I can't oh, remember which paper it was two for. Two other conferences got a chance to beat and have no sec teams in it in in the natty exactly and, that we, yeah and one it's of pretty them simple, guys. that was undefeated that told us that they deserved a seat at the table blah 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 and the last two losses are to georgia and alabama for that program saying it yeah i'm sorry it's pretty respectable um, <laughs> who would you have put there 
instead say because Notre Dame was next in line. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you take Georgia out, because Bama was ranked higher going into it, you take Georgia out, you're you're putting Notre Dame there. Right. Imagine that, Natty. Oh wait, we've seen it. Okay, so I just I just found this article. This is on the Washington Examiner. This is an article by a fellow by the name of Con Carroll. And he said, quote, instead of rewarding the SEC with even more playoff spots, college football should go in the opposite direction and only give them one, unquote. Or they could just do Friday Night Lights. How about you just beat them? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, it's pretty simple. Or win your games so that you can be – Oregon had every chance to be there. They lost. Ohio State had every chance to be there. Absolutely. They were probably the second or third best team in the country this year. But they lost twice to Oregon and Michigan. You know, know like there's all sorts of chances you have to be there. And I'm sorry, but the cream rises to the top. And, you know, there's a, there's a committee now. They're looking every week. And if you're, you're not winning your games, I mean, I hate to say, like I said, I'm not, I know you're just reading the article. It's like, but, yeah, I'm like, man, if you're mad. And, I mean, I know we could probably have a whole other topic later on about this football playoff expansion talk, which is – like beating your head against the wall. <laughs> right. people, the people that are saying no to the playoff expansion are the ones who need it the most. Exactly. Because they can, the SEC is like, dude, we'll stay at four because we're kicking ass at four. You know, mm-hmm. that's fine. If you want to get it to eight, okay, we'll bring in LSU. We'll bring in, you know, Florida whenever these teams are good or Tennessee, you know, like <laughs> we'll, still beat you. we'll still beat you, you know, or 12, same thing. Like if you, if you need more money for you, that's great. We'll host all the games because we're not going to be a higher seed. You know, so if you're going to campus, so it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why they're saying no to that because they want a chance. It's counterproductive to to the points that they're That's making. Silly. It's completely counterproductive, and I don't understand it either. But uh, I don't know. Um, you know who's somebody who um, I was thinking about as so I rewatched the game yesterday, and uh, at the end of the game, somebody who I was thinking about must have like the weirdest mixed emotions. Dan Lanning. As he's standing there on the field with a confetti falling around him, it's probably hitting him at that moment where, like, okay, my job here is done. Now I got to go to work for Oregon, and the first team that I play with my new team is the one that I'm standing with right here. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. In the, in the, in the bends. Yeah. That's Opening right. game. Game day will be I there. I forgot about that. That'll be the most hyped game of the offseason if you want that. Yeah. So, I didn't even think about that. It'll be that. either that one or Notre Dame, Ohio State. So, so, so crazy. Two. Yeah. So, yeah, that just went through my mind. I was watching. I was like, man, he, that has to be some weird feelings right now because he's obviously elated at a, at a job well done, but also realization I got a lot of work to do <laughs> as well. Yeah. And one <clears> thing <throat> I want to mention, we, we just touched on it earlier, but I was talking about it today with uh, one of my coworkers is, we talked a lot when we were doing the bowl recap on how players in the lesser bowls, for lack of a better word, the non-playoff bowls, they will sit out to avoid injury um, in order to go into the NFL draft. We see the story of Matt Corral, which was super sad. Glad that he'll you know, be able to recover. It's not a super serious injury. Um, and we talked about how when you're playing in the playoffs, those players really don't get that option. I mean, it's an option, but like, is it? No. Who's not going to play for a natty? And I think, you know, Jameson Williams, that was the perfect example is he didn't get to sit out, especially because Mechie was already out after the Cotton Bowl. 
And then he goes into a national championship and comes out with a, a torn ACL. And he's somebody going to the draft. He's somebody with a decently high draft stock. Um, so it's just something interesting to think about. You know, I there's no ruling you can make on it, right? Where you say that you can't sit out or, you know, you should sit out or whatever. It's just, um, it's tough to, to see because some of those guys that really do have high draft stocks because they are playing for teams that are in contention for a national championship don't get that option of, of sitting out because they, they will screw their team out of a natty. I think it's, I think for my opinion on that, Jesse is um, yeah. As long as the first round money is that big for some of those, I mean, just be honest, there's only 32 first round picks. There's probably give or take a, a year, what in the playoff, maybe like what seven or eight guys usually that might be in the first round that are playing in the playoff. You know, Bama's going to have a majority usually is, for past results, you know, there's going to be a couple. But as long as the money's like, for example, like the difference between the first pick and like the 15th pick is like $20 million. Yeah, like, and that's a reason why Caleb Williams is leaving Oklahoma because he knows that if I stay here and I don't develop or look great, I could lose 15 to $20 million. Whereas I go to probably USC where he's going to Lincoln Riley and get coached up, he's going to be the number one pick. And then you have guys, like you said, for the bowl games. I mean, the NFL and obviously college football do not talk. That's obviously very obvious, as we know. <laughs> and I think the only way you're going to make that happen is an expanded playoffs, make these guys know to play longer, you know, in terms of like the Sugar Bowl and the other bowls that mm-hmm. aren't the playoff bowls at the time. Or those, I mean, guys, there's so much money. ESPN and like Tostitos or PlayStation, whoever is watching the bowl, you can say, hey, Jameson Williams, we'll pay you $1 million to play in this one game. And you might be like, hey. You know, I'll do it because I guarantee you there are going to be guys. Agents are going to see what happened to Jameson and Matt, and they're going to start telling some of these guys that are of that level, hey, Mm -hmm. why are you playing? But I'd argue back, man, there is so much. I I, I work in the medical field, you know, now now that I got out of the Army. And seeing some of these orthopedic surgeries when I was at my last job, the last year and a half at Athens, doing we were doing the surgeries on the UJ football players. Like, these guys get – prepared and medicine has come so far that Jameson's going to tear his ACL guys. And I guarantee you he'll be on an NFL roster, possibly starting if he's, if he's that good. We, we even September. talked about Tua last week, you know, Tua's, yeah. Tua's hip injury. Oh, that was, was awful. Year. It mm-hmm. was awful. And now he's, you know, he's a starting QB for a, and he NFL started the franchise. first game for the yeah, Dolphins. It's, he was there. it's he, crazy. I, but so that's why like, I get the, Oh, you get hurt. I'm like, man, there was a guy for them. I remember a few years ago for them, Jeffrey Simmons, the guy from Mississippi State that was really good. The few tackle, he skipped the bowl game. Right, first workout of his combine, like when he's starting to train, he tore his ACL. So like anything can happen. So it's right. like why not play, man? You can. I would go back in a heartbeat to play New Mexico Southern State if I had to. If I could only play a couple of plays, <laughs> not just me, you know. But I because I knew that I never had that much football left in my life. If I could, if I some of these guys that they get hurt and like oh I missed out. I, almost all of them, I guarantee you, are going later on in life. Like, man, you know, I wish I would have gone out there with my boys one more time. And it wasn't worth, you know, that money was nice, but those memories, you know, last forever. That money's. Well, now with cool. NIL too, and their, their ability <clears throat> to make money uh, anyways, while they're in school is, is really going to, we'll start to see those changes a lot, I think as. Um, and that's why I said, on. like, I wouldn't be shocked if those companies start spon- selling some of those big time players. Like, Hey, you think about that now? We'll give you big money because they're going to make tons of money from those players. Like, think how much more people y'all didn't want to tune into the Peach Bowl because Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker 
were playing. I know they weren't. It was the Pittsburgh and Michigan State, you know, woo. But still, the, the average football fan or the ones who are looking are be like, oh, who's playing? Oh, this great quarterback was a Heisman finalist from Pittsburgh and this the best running back in the country who was a beast. Oh, and then you find out they're not playing. You're like, oh, why am I going to watch that game? You right. Know? So. Yeah. 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 Well, um, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but I do want to I do want to pick your brain, Jack, since you're the only one on the show right now who actually played any collegiate ball. Um, but like I said, that would have been a great Jesse would have been a great flag football court. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm made for linebacker. Yeah, I'll take Mike linebacker. Lower She's that a linebacker shoulder. mentality. Put, put her at Mike. <laughs> let her call the defense. I don't think it's a great idea. Did you miss, did you see Jesse get into the face of a safety? Be like, you got to get the coverage right. <laughs> She be like the Kobe Dean last night getting in Tindall's ass. Right. Yeah. That's what happened that play. Oh man, that was also a great moment because the very next play uh, made a good a good one uh, right after that. Uh, but as a as a former uh, walk on yourself, like what does it mean like to watch somebody like a Stetson Bennett? Because I know mentally you can put yourself there. What he's going through, like what is it? What does it mean to watch somebody like that fight through that adversity and do something like this? Oh, dude, that's what, one of the reasons why I kind of teared up last night or the night before because, like, he started his career sharing a locker. I know how that feels. Like, I'm nowhere near the talent that Stetson is or had the same journey as he did. I mean, his journey is – it's a real – it really is a real-life Rudy story. And you all know someone's going to make some kind of, you know, film about it or documentary about it sooner or later. It, it's, it screams 30 for 30, if not at least for an SEC one, you know. But it meant so much. he got a so nickname, much, Mailman. Sometimes. Yeah, the Mailman, the Mailman. You know, like it meant so much as a walk-on to see that. I mean, all walk-ons, like, you know, all across Georgia for past. And, you know, we all we all really root for Stetson because we all know what he, he went through. You know, when you're getting told to do the exact same thing as all the other guys and you don't get any of the – any of the you don't even get to have your own locker. You're sharing it with the guy. I, I've been there. I know how that feels. Every bowl game I went to, they didn't have enough lockers for us. So I had to literally have a little chair with my entire stuff. And you had to share that chair sometimes with another person if – or you're in the back corner where all the other guys are in the big NFL lockers of those. You're in the back closet with the other team or the rest of the rest of the walk-on. So we all really felt for Stetson and we all were rooting for him because, you know, he was one of us. We all know what he was going through. And for him to be the first walk-on to ever win a national championship and to beat the mighty Nick Saban and the Alabama team and like spell all those demons. I mean, y'all, if I ever see Stetson, I don't care where he is. I'm like, hey, man, what are you, what are you drinking? What do you, what do you eat? That man's uh, never paying for a beer ever again. <laughs> never. Ever again. He, he's going to be hungover on every Good Morning America show for the rest <laughs> of his life and Athens like that. Which, by the way, I know Jesse laughed, but that was one of the funniest interviews I've ever seen. Oh, man. Awesome. So good. It was awesome. The, the like, screen grab of his face at one point. You're like, just like he's oh, like, how much of a toast have you had? Not much, Michael. You can just it's, tell it, in, you know in his mind. Michael, you know what's good when he's calling Michael Strahan by first name? I'm not, say, I'm not saving much, Michael. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is but, safe. but yeah he was the, the, the walk-on thing though it was it was awesome man I mean just like you know you you felt so happy for him I never I don't even know the guy you know I wish I did like I said he, but he sounds like he's got a great family great story you know and you can't help but think man that you know take your Bama hat off for a second and think man that's pretty damn cool that's pretty awesome for me you know and the fifth year senior to come back you know and like you said he could come back another year I personally I'd walk off in the sunset I, I yeah that's that's yeah. that's tough. Yeah, not saying I don't want him to come back because he'd be awesome, but like you said, Matt, Matt, everybody, you know, it's like you could, but you're gonna have a crowded quarterback room. It's gonna be 
create more controversy. I mean, personally, seeing all the crap that he went through, guys, on message boards and friends yeah, that were laid, doubting laid, him, laid, I'm like, left and, right. and I'm like, man, y'all are so spoiled. No, right. that man wasn't saved your ass so many times. Like, if I were him, I'd be like, hey, like he said, I'm going to law school, graduated. I'm a, if I were him, I'd stay on as a GA. Right. Yeah. Go, and go then out as a legend. You could still get to play quarterback as like a no one. Like the no one. The mailman exactly. comes back. He's always he's always look. But yeah, seriously, I would if I were him, you're asking me, I would say, guys, I'm out. I did everything I could. Every Georgia fan was should be supportive and appreciative yeah. of the rest of their lives. I'm gonna go be a GA while I go to law school. Yeah, like a voluntary coach, go to law school, and man, just make money the rest of your life because that dude, that dude's gonna be, yeah, just set for life, man. With yeah, the, the amount of money. I mean, oh. Now, people say you people can say you have NIL money, but it, you know, as soon as that man throws an incompletion against you know Oregon, everyone's be like, "Where's Brock Vandergrift? <laughs> Where's yeah. Brock Vandergrift? Where's Gunnar Stockton? You know, and, and I'd, I'd be like, dude, I am done with that. Like out, right? Like, leave right on top, sunset, bro. dude. Absolutely, right off of the sunset. Man. It is never gonna get any better than this. And yeah, like you said, basically never. go out as a legend. You know, with the, with the absolutely. story and everything. Make a statue. Put yeah. it. In, put it. In, put, <laughs> make 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 a walk on the walk on rose of Stetson Bennett statue. With that, with in that the walk on rose. Oh man, would That's that not be awesome? The the yeah. if I had the money, I'd make one for him, man. As I'm telling you, people will do that shit in Georgia. The what? I need a I need a lore explanation, please. A walk on what? The walk on rose. Well, so in the locker room, there's all the scholarship guys, right? And then there's the walk on rose, where all the walk ons would have their oh, locker rose. To, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sessie used to share one, and then you know when he, when he he betrayed us and went on scholarship, so he was you know he wasn't one of us, one, of, but he still was always one of us. But he right. um yeah, dude, I'm telling you, if. If I had the money, I would get my walk-on buddies together from the past and say, let's make a statue for Stetson and put it in the walk-on rows and say, that's our king. That's our that's the man we worship to. And we, he, he's our hero. So leave while you are the the legend and don't stay long enough for you to become the villain. Huh. Just... Maybe Nick should take that advice. What an interesting he's, thought. He's still my hero. He's still our Lord and Savior. <laughs> oh, so man. Jesse, I have a question for you, just to kind of get the group going. So if Saban decided tomorrow, <laughs> if Saban, no, it's it, it's a good discussion question. Abandoned fans' opinion. Let's say tomorrow Saban decides, I'm out, I'm done. You know, did I'm everything sweating. I could. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you trying to give her palpitations? Who as a Jack? Bama fan, who is a Bama fan right now? Like you have the team you have coming next year. Who is a Bama fan? Would you want to be the head coach tomorrow? Saban said. Tabo Sweeney. Okay. Wow, that, that was fast. I've said it. She, I've said it she didn't even think about years. it. No, I've said it the past few years. I there, There's no doubt in my mind that when Saban leaves, we will get Dabo Sweeney. It's the same thing. Everyone's like, he built so much at Clemson. Sure. But there's something so special about coaching at your alma mater. And mm-hmm. he has mm-hmm. all of the tools. Here, here's a five-star recruiting class. Here you go. And here's the conference you played for, the school you played for. Um, and I think it's going to take a very special person to fill Nick Saban's shoes. And I, I think he will have the guts to step into that because not many person. people, yeah, not many people are going to want to step into that role. 
And I don't blame them because our fan base is going to be atrocious. <laughs> yeah, you so want to be the guy who replaces the guy. <laughs> who yeah. repl- you know, you don't want to be the guy who replaces Saban. You want to be the guy who replaces the guy. But, exactly. Uh, so, Wes, think- who would y'all think as a non-Bama fan? Who would y'all – well, I got, let, me break, let me rephrase that. If you're – who's it? Jesse, who's y'all's AD? Greg Byrne? If you're Greg Byrne, who do you call first? And you can call anybody. So I think, Je- <clears throat> I think Jesse realistically, makes- who do you call? I think she no, makes. Don't a say good Bill point. Belichick because he's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that's, about that's, it. That's, that's not yeah, happen. Even he though come anyway, him and Nick Saber is the same guy. I was going to say yeah. they're the same person, but uh, <laughs> and they're both the, lizard people. I, I don't even. I don't even know where to go from this. Um, but yeah, I, Jesse makes a good point, and um, honestly, um, I would have said probably not Deva Sweeney. Um, until I thought about the fact that um, this year was a little bit down. Um, And, you know, you just never know, especially at Clemson, who has been kind of the face of the ACC for a long time. Um, Now they're not. And now the ACC is just kind of in the crapper. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a that's a real possibility. And if I I, if I was uh, Greg Byrne, I probably would. I, I think that would be a no brainer for me. Because I think he, you know, like we said, you don't want to be the guy who replaces Nick, but I think he's one of the few who could probably handle that and uh, and be successful. Either that or some somebody on the board, some booster gets real, real drunk and for some reason decides to call the man that has too much audacity and would just waltz on in i know where this is going yeah, I, Tuscaloosa, I know where and someone makes a call to lane kiffin and all <laughs> hell breaks loose. Oh, i don't oh i don't want that's that voodoo call. please don't put that voodoo on the world oh man because then i'll have to go back splash? to hating lane and i don't want that can you imagine somebody with the just you know could care less attitude of lane and put him at the helm you know, at, at Bama. So, oh man. So Dabo's obvious. Know that. Does he leave Clemson after what he's done there? Possibly. I think. Uh, by the way, I'm not, I'm not speculating that Saban's leaving. I'm just saying for you know we're he's talking not. here for fun. For fun. I, he's not. No, nah, he's got to win one more natty, but, then he'll quit. Yeah, he's got to get a vengeance on Kirby. If you're not. <laughs> um, you know who I would call if I'm Bama? Mel Tucker. Yeah. You got the you got the diversity thing, which y'all know is a buzzword nowadays. He coached there, won a national championship there with Saban and them. Guy's a heck of a recruiter. He's from, he's coached in the South, you know. Well, look what, know, what, he, what he did. You know he knows how to do the transfer portal. Right. You know, so I, I, I guess if it happened tomorrow, Iron's hot yeah. on Mel Tucker. I would give yeah. him like a serious, like, hey, man, you want to come to Bama and come change the world? I, mean, I say change the world, you know what I mean? But like make some people like, oh, wow. In the in Dixie, you're going to hire that guy and be winning natties. Yeah, so. I mean he's <laughs> done yeah. wonders up uh, up at Michigan State. So yeah, I agree though. Dabo, I'd call first, but when Dabo tells me no, and you know he says that we're a family here, we're all in. I just I say and hey Mel, let's get let's have a call to Jimmy Sexton and say let's let's get going on. Although Dabo is making himself look worse and worse every year, whereas every new thing that comes out, he's against it, it seems like, whether it be transfer portal or NIL or what have you. I think he'll get away with that for one more year. Yeah. If he doesn't yeah. do the transfer portal after this year and they have another nine and three or eight and four year and DJ is not the dude, 
Like yeah. they're gonna, they're that they, I, I like them in South Carolina. They're gonna be coming after. They're gonna want more. Those Clemson people have gotten pretty fat and happy recently. They're yeah. gonna be like, hey man, like everyone else is going here, and we're stuck. At, we're stuck in neutral because you're that pride. You're, you're putting pride before everything. It's amazing what um, some boosters can can change your mind about. Oh yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because if he, because Jesse, you know, if he goes to Bama and tries to say that, Bama's like, what? How many so many great players has Bama had now out of the transfer portal? <laughs> so I mean, they had like eight. You can do that. Or, yeah, like, I was gonna say you they? can name so many of our starters from this current team: Ohio yeah. State transfer, um, a transfer from Tennessee. Like we got them. So yeah, uh, we are we are welcoming in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That is one plus about Bama losing is Henry Toto didn't get I was going to say you, you said you said basic basically that in uh, when we were watching the game. Yeah, I I can understand that. Matt, tell me he's a traitor with a power T. No, look, uh, that's the thing, and I I got a little bit of uh, rancor from some of the other people on Twitter. It was a business decision. I understood it. And I completely get it. If you're trying to get to the next level and you're at Tennessee and you're looking around going, we're getting a new coach. It's going to be a new system. Now I'm looking at Bama. Bama's saying they want me to come down there. I could probably get my mm-hmm. sock up. Sure. I, I get the business decision. But the, the just the, yeah, it just didn't yeah. hurt your feelings. It, it, no, it, 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 it hurt my heart, yes, but my brain didn't really feel it. Yeah. 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 Logically, yeah. it made, I mean, sense. I mean, it made sense. all the yeah. sense in the world. Although it did bother me a little bit seeing Alvin Kamara standing on the Bama sidelines on Monday night. Um, that was a little weird to me. I, I, I know. I, saw, I was like, decked out. Yeah, I saw Tia too. And he went to UTC. So I need. Tia's from out. Bama. So like, Tia's from Alabama. So I get that. Oh, is he? Alvin, Alvin's there for like two years and, even, and like barely even, or not even two years, and like doesn't even play. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's going there as a friend of Mark Ingram. That's all he's got to be there. They yeah. made about as much as sense. About as much sense as uh, yeah, Rick Flair, um, wasn't he in Bama? Boy, Tyre? That man, that oh, man roots Rick. for whoever he uh, every Sunday. Did, <laughs> what did he? he what was his fan. excuse? Didn't he say something like uh, he, he said Kirby he, didn't shake his hand? Kirby didn't shake his hand one time, and uh, Jim Harbaugh shake will shake my hand, so I'm pulling for Michigan. So <laughs> what? I was at the Carolina Georgia game in 2012 when they kicked our ass and game was there. He was on the field saying how big of a Gamecock fan he was. So oh, that man is, is has so many different capes that he likes Le- to wear. I think Rick Flair is, is the definition of mercurial. He's going to, he's going to play the crowd however he can. Which yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's a, a lot of fun. That's what he yeah, does. He's yeah, I think and that and he's probably had one too many, you know, concussions throughout his career. So. I guarantee. Um, that, <laughs> that's fair. We're going to see a documentary one day. CT yeah. is not a joke, kids. It is not. It's not. So protect your head. Tackle um, correctly. <laughs> right here. Does uh, does anybody have any more thoughts on the national championship game before we move on? I know. No, Jesse, congrats, Jesse's, guys. Congrats. Jesse's like, I appreciate it. So Thank um, you, Jesse. it's been a long, Thanks, long Jesse. time coming. <laughs> Matt. Congrats to you for living in Georgia and getting through this week. Listen, I'm trying everything I can. We, when we went back to work Tuesday morning, first off, I was really tired because we stayed up too late. It's so late. Second off, second off, yeah. every. Why can't we have that game on Saturday? 
Can we not have that game? We like, had we've Saturday? had that discussion. We've Thanks a lot, discussion. NFL. We've yeah. had a, we've had that discussion. I, I I'm putting my vote in this podcast. That game should be on Saturday. I completely agree. Really the Super Bowl should be played yeah. on a Saturday so people can recover the next day. No <laughs> right. national holiday the Monday after the Super or Bowl. That. So or that. Or we could do off. that. I'd be yeah. on board for that 100. Yeah. percent but Guys, anyway, I, when, I, when, I, when I went walked around Athens, on, I went through campus just to go by the bookstore. There were people in classes the Tuesday after the game because it was, you know, the first week of school. And they didn't right. cancel they didn't I was like, give them I was like Jerry, Morin, what the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, I had to cancel, cancel that school, shit. Right. <laughs> right. They, we, always, we today. they extended our break <clears throat> long enough for us to not have to go to class after the national yeah. championship every That's... single year. Plus, it's still this week. Matt, you know it's being a teacher. Well, no one's paying attention anyway. Nobody's doing anything productive. <laughs> yeah, no one's cared. Just, just say, hey, we're going to start just, Wednesday. Just, yeah. Real live video day. Get, get here when you can. Yeah, 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 just say, just Zoom. Everything. Did you did you hear yourself, Jesse? You said they used to cancel class for the national championship every single year. And I just think about what you just said there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't want to use the term <laughs> grotesque, but that was grotesque. <laughs> That is. I'm that just is. Hoping we were just gonna merp on <laughs> over that. But. Even if they weren't in this day, we're so we're all we're all going we're all gonna go watch it down at Grammar Jammer. Right. Right. Uh, oh, um. Continue, Matt. Continue. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway, right. like I was like I was saying, all the kids come in wearing all their Georgia paraphernalia, and I'm like, this is my hell. This is where I live now. Also, they were up way past their bedtime. And Incredibly, with the age that you teach, good lord. No. Yeah, it was. A, it oh, was man. a day. It was a day. Well, just to be happy best... you're living in Charleston now and Clemson was in the natty and winning because that would have been hell for you. I'll leave. <laughs> the best part was when one of my kids in, decided to say uh, Tennessee sucks to me and I proceeded to not handle that the way I probably should have. And I said, if you can name me three people on Georgia's roster right now, then you can say something. She didn't say anything after that. So <laughs> I made my point. Yeah, there's a lot of people who, who are that way. But um, educating the children, it's important. Yeah. Well, I, I know that the uh, talking about it wasn't um, as much fun for everybody. So let's get into our just for fun segments um, talking about uh, what is the biggest surprise to you this season? And uh, what's your, your biggest disappointment? Um, Jesse, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, I think the biggest surprise this season uh, for me, was losing to Texas A&M, was Texas A&M beating us. I did not see that at the beginning of the season or really while we were playing or like right before we played it. So that was a huge shock for me. I also think Matt Corral getting knocked out in the second play of the game was a really big shock. Um, so those are probably my two biggest surprises. And then disappointment, <laughs> I have two. I, this one's not surprising. Losing the national championship was very disappointing. But the other one is the SEC losing Coach O. I know. It's so sad. We don't get to listen to that anymore. Hey. I'm just no, saying, Gene Chizik just left SEC Network. We need Coach O on SEC Network. Yes. The closed captioning person yes. is going to have yes. to work so hard. Closed caption. <laughs> oh, man, th- those were the best regardless because it, there was no hope. It was just kind of whatever on the screen, a bunch of non- nonsense so that's all we want guys at, at midnight when we're coming home from the bars or the games is the SEC meet network recap and just seeing coach o talk about the kentucky mississippi state game that's all i want to hear that's all i want yeah, to see absolutely and then like yelling at somebody for being too loud in the crowd behind him you know like he was you know remember the remember the <laughs> time 
<laughs> yeah. Remember, remember when, uh, I think it was, was it the, uh, during the national championship? Uh, he was doing a press conference. A presser, yeah. The guys were back there making awesome. too much noise. He's like, hey, try to have a press conference. And he's, that was awesome. Said that he like would twice. not do well on game day. Like if they needed him to host, he, no, no. Put him on the oh, sideline. Put him on the sideline. Make him the new sideline reporter. Get rid of Holly Rowe. He could be the sideline reporter. No one would yeah, understand a word. Bitch, I heard him talking about this thing. And they said, Jake Crowd is ready to go. And go Tigers. Oh, you, when you know they love, they, they love to eat things on the uh, on the SEC network they these days. They do. So give him some gumbo, right. some fried chicken on a stick. Um, You know, whatever. Get, yeah. get, get rid of Jordan Rogers or Tim Tebow. Yes. And just put... Like Coach O in there. That's your new segment. Oh man, it's a great idea. I love that. I'm just saying. I'm into it. Um, I think I think for me, my biggest um biggest surprise might be Arkansas, maybe. Um yeah. just the, the kind of season that they had. Um I think we saw hints of it last year, but man, they really played well uh this season. Um I would say either them or possibly even uh, Mississippi State. Um, they were a little shaky, and you know they were, um, you know they they could have very easily had two more wins on their season this year too. Take, yeah. take away that ridiculous Memphis uh, score with the uh, terrible call there, um, and then uh, you know one or two other real close ones. And man, they have a heck of a season on their hands. So I'd, I'd say that's a big surprise, uh, biggest disappointment. Um, I might have to go with, um, and this might be low hanging fruit, but I might have to go with Connor Bazelak because um, yeah. I think he was highly touted as somebody who was going to continue to develop and be, um, you know, a quarterback to be reckoned with. And we just never saw that again. We saw regression uh, with him uh, possibly um, might even uh, mention Bo Nix in the same breath. Although we kind of already had hints of that. This is the Bo Nix experience. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> nauseating <laughs> definition it's, roller it, it, it's almost like a heart down, monitor you know the right. experience is like a heart monitor it's what it is it's almost it's everyone's heart rates too it's yeah but but, but a heart monitor is too steady bo nix is yeah. not that steady <laughs> yeah it's, it's almost like bo nix is like you know no one they have like the, the flow of the game chart in his span where it's like the pro- right. probability of winning it goes up and down that's like how bo nix right for each yeah. score it's like man it's like pinging off yeah. each uh each 100 yeah Absolutely. that's that's probably it um yeah, I think that's probably the ones that, that I can think of. Um, Matt, what do you what do you think? As far as biggest surprise goes, um, uh, the final standings in the conference, as far as who finished where, uh, when you look at it, Tennessee finished third, which I don't think anybody anticipated Tennessee to finish third in the SEC East. Kentucky getting to ten wins, which we knew that Kentucky was going to be decent this year, but I didn't think they were going to get to double digits as far as wins go. Um, Florida finishing six and seven, I don't think anybody saw coming. Um, especially didn't see them firing Mullen this year. Um, Ole Miss having a great season. Arkansas having a great season. Mississippi State going on a heck of a run there at the end. Uh, we didn't see coming either. Um, and then the cellar dwellers in the West, Texas A&M, Auburn, and LSU. Did not see that coming either, especially Auburn. I thought Auburn would be a little bit better. Um, I bet they're missing uh, the Gus bus now. Um, but overall, a fantastic season, I think, top to bottom. Um, even given some of the controversies and things like that. And speaking of controversies, my biggest disappointment, if you look behind me, you can see I'm in the SEC home office because I've been spending all this time looking for Greg Sankey so I can talk to him about how we need to fix officiating in the SEC. 
That is the biggest disappointment this season in college football, top to bottom, is the officiating, not only in the SEC, but across the entire NCAA. It has got to get fixed. They've got to do something. There's too many games that are being screwed out of good finishes or being screwed out of whatever you want to call it. The officiating in the conference and in the country has gotten really, really bad the last couple of years. And that's not just in the college ranks. It's also endemic to the NFL as well. The NFL's run into the same problem. So something's gotta something's gotta break. And I and I understand that, you know, you can only you can only bark about the officials for so long. Um, and you can only blame them for so much, but the screw ups they had this year, the Memphis um, tech, uh, Memphis uh, Mississippi State, State. Game, the Duke UNC game, the Tennessee Ole Miss game, the Tennessee Purdue game. Um, that's just for the examples Auburn off the top Penn of, State game, right? Like, there's so many bad bad calls this season, and I know with high def TVs and instant replay and thirty six thousand cameras on the field. We can see a lot more than they can, and I understand that they have a hard job. But at the same time, something's got to be something's got to break. So we either got to start calling nothing, or calling everything, or something. Especially in the SEC, you talk about how uh, the high standard that the conference has, uh, but yet it seems like the officiating uh, isn't at the same level, right? So. Um, yeah, it has been disappointing. Blaming COVID. We're having a hiring shortage. We need more officials, better officials. There you go. I think putting them on the SEC payroll and making this their full-time job mm-hmm. would go a long way towards fixing a lot of the issues we run into. Because those guys... making enough money anyway. Right. That's exactly yeah. my point. Because those guys can spend a lot more time, you know, doing clinics and doing like professional development and... There, there's so many other things they could do, at least for contacts. The, for the like, y'all realize that when Texas and Oklahoma join us in a few years, that each school is going to be making each school is going to be making like seventy five million dollars. Yeah, profit. So much money. Those, yeah. That's one of the first things I thought about when I, when they were joining. That's wow. That's a lot of money joining the conference, and not it to is. mention the money the schools take in with tuition and everything else, and licensing and all those other things. The thing right. is, though, for most um, colleges and universities, is, is the football program is what pays for the other sports. The other sports do not typically finish in the green; they finish in the red at the end of um, end of the year. And so, football is really what pays for everything. People get There's mad about it. the number of scholarships and everything, but you can't compete with an eighty-man roster or the money that the football program brings in. So. They pay for everything. Um, the only, at least I know on Alabama's campus, the only other sport that we have out of all 25 NCAA sports is um, is softball that finishes in the positive. That's it. I think for Georgia, it was like football obviously carries everything. Uh, men's basketball, I don't know how to be able to suck men's basketball yeah. program, and gymnastics because our gym dogs are pretty awesome. But, oh, yeah. yeah right, everything else equestrian team your equestrian team supposed to be pretty good a really great really yeah but you can tell you man those horses team. cost a lot of money the horses are not <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. moving all those horses too oh yeah 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 that's a lot of specialized care for that uh jack do you have any uh biggest surprises for the season or uh, biggest disappointment i do i do know that y'all were hearing y'all talk so i'm gonna give y'all a ne- an sec one and a national one so nationally my biggest surprise was michigan 
because yeah. what they did was yeah. amazing. Even though yeah. we beat them pretty good in the bowl game, I mean, their defensive coordinator was my old GA at Georgia, Mike McDonald, for three years. So we were all the walk-ons. We were all rooting for Mike because he was our boy, you know, like coaching us and doing – he was the head of our scout team for all, my first three years. So I was really excited to see him do well this year. He deserves it. If if Dan Landing left like he was and Kirby didn't already have Mill Muschamp, I was going to tell him, dude, go hire Mike. Because Mike went to Georgia. He is a Georgia boy. You know, like he will come home if you pay him the right amount of money. But he did a, he did a great job at Michigan this year. So we'll see. My biggest national disappointment, I'd say not Carolina or, or not North Carolina or Clemson. Mm. Just because you're supposed to have Sam Howell. No, I hate North Carolina because my old tight end coach, John Lilly, is there. He's my boy, and we all root for him. But his tight ends were the problem this year. That offense and that defense couldn't do me. When Georgia Tech scores 46 points against you, <laughs> dude, yeah. that's a problem. And Clemson, you know, I mean, you all know that first game, it was just supposed to be the, the you know, the, mm-hmm. the heavyweight battle. And it was, but their offense was poo-poo. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get any better throughout the whole year. I mean, they should have probably lost guys what? Four, three or four more games just when yeah. their defense didn't save them. Like, it was so bad. And then SEC, I'd say big surprise was Kentucky. You know, just the way that they had been, you know, so, you know it's Kentucky. And then, but they finally have, I think Mark Soups might be the best coach not named Kirby or Kirby or uh, Saban in terms of what they're doing with the talent they have. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm t- I, I wouldn't be shocked if Mark Soups is the hottest name out of the SEC next year for a coaching job somewhere. They are really great. Doug is going to do everything they can to keep him, I think. Yeah. yeah. And is, is Will Levis coming back next year? Y'all know? Is he still out too? I've, I haven't heard. I believe so. <laughs> him and that, that kid, Wondell Robinson, are both, I think, both coming back. So we, they're going to be – and Georgia plays them at Kentucky. We have not played well at Kentucky in yeah. years. So I am very nervous about that game next year. You better hope and it's not And we play in Starkville versus the Leech Machine, yep. which is going to be scary. So I think Kentucky is – they're – they're a solid team, man. They're they're not the they're not the Kentucky we knew growing up, you know. And then disappointment. I mean, how can you not say Florida? After right. like you're Florida, man. How are you? Or Auburn, both. Like Auburn down the stretch was, man. I hate it because Coach Bobo was my OC there, and right. I thought they were kind of premature to get rid of him that quick. But I don't think that coach mixes well there. I think when they hired Harson, I was like, really. I don't think he's going to last there. I did just, you know, hire to begin you, with. You get you you get your butt beat by Bama and T Town this year. They're going to get they're going to get rid of you. Oh yeah. And then and then I got to I got to give a shout out to as much as I hate to say it, Carolina. I mean, what Beamer and them did, you know, he mm-hmm. dude should have been four and eight at, at eight. and they almost were a few times. But yeah, I think with Spencer Rattler next year, they're going. to – I don't know how good they're going to be. It's going to be interesting to watch though. They got some buzz around. Yeah. There, you know. If Rattler was there, I'd be like, Carolina might be okay. But Rattler being there, we'll right. see. Georgia plays at Carolina next year. That's always a rowdy place. I, I plan to never go into williams Bryce ever again because that place is the hottest place in the world in, in September. It's horrible. I've been there enough growing up for games and everything. So I'll watch that gladly from my lake house and be a happy man in air conditioning. You know, I mean, so we'll see. Um, that'll be an interesting game. Then Florida, yeah, just, man, I mean, Sanford? Right, Stanford. But by, by the way, I, I do, I do want to, um, I do want to point out that nobody said Josh Heupel, and I'm a little offended. I'm just saying. It was a great. It was a great. I, uh, you know, I forget about them. You're right, Matt. I think Tennessee down the stretch was the opposite of Auburn. They were, and with Hendon Hooker coming back, 
They're going to go in the portal again. Oh, we already oh, picked up. We already good. picked up that wide receiver out of Wyoming, who's supposed to come in immediately, start throwing, oh, being, being a weapon. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see just how, because I think their downfall obviously wasn't their offense near the end defense. of the year once they got their groove and learned the thing. I'm interested to see where their defense goes next year. Yeah. You know, how do you? Because as great as it is, you know, the, the blessing and curse of that offense is as fast paced they are, and they're scoring. It's great, but when you're not scoring. And your defense is getting dogged, and you go out there and do it again. It's like even if you're scoring fast, your defense is like, dude, calm down. You know, like, we need to break. Hit. So I'm not sure to see how they do next year. Now having a whole season not COVID, and you know guys are obviously conditioned now on that running offense. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see what Tennessee does next year because it looks. It sounded like I mean you, you know way more about Tennessee than I do. I think they put way more emphasis on portal for Josh's offense, and I think mm-hmm. this next year their their defense needs to be like, all right, man, like you know. Because I guarantee you, we and Bama have already had five guys today enter the portal, and they and I know there's gonna. I know from my there are good a couple of Tennessee stuff. guys that have that have announced, but they were they, no starters, not like it was. Yeah. Two years and I ago. know I have a couple of really good friends and buddies that are at work at U, UJ Sports, the Rivals website, that give me some good info. You know, sometimes before, and I can tar- guarantee you, we're gonna have some guys in the portal or. You know, but, you know, y'all see the portal is like totally overbooked. So there's going to be plenty of people out there if you want to go get one, but is it going to be the right fit for your place? And are they going to be the right fit, not only physically and where they're at, are they hurt? You know, like, are they transferring because they're hurt all the time? Are they transferring because they just don't play? They want to be homesick. Right. But there are going to be a lot of guys that are going to be like, like, let's say, you know, we had a corner, we had a cornerback, Jalen Kimber, going to the portal today. He had a hurt shoulder all year. Let's say he goes in the portal, tries to look for somewhere, and nowhere really fits from or likes that's, like, really worth going to. And then he comes back to Georgia, and they say, hey, man, we already got your slot filled. Right. Because, you know, yeah. Kirby ain't waiting for nobody. You know, I mean, he's, he'll wait, but, like, if you're a backup cornerback for two years and you haven't been starting, why is he going to waste a scholarship on you just a, a spot open and he can go get a new, you know, defensive end or linebacker? Right. Yeah, but the world the world's going to be a problem, guys. There's going to be a lot of student athletes across all sports that are going to – be looking and aren't going to have a home to come back to. And they're going to be at, essentially out of a job. Right. You know? Unless you're, unless you're tank, big, tank Bigsby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, believe me, people will make space for some people. They were glad, they but keep him. more often than not, yeah. the majority of these kids or they're the most, the most thing that's going to happen is a lot of them are just going to go to schools that aren't that big of a deal or they're going to go play, but it's like, you know, you're really getting better for the league there or are you just trying to play, you know, or like, yeah. are you going to like, we had a receiver, Matt Landers, Wes knows the guy that I can stand he was horrible, but he went to Toledo. Like, yeah. Why are you going to Toledo? Or it's like, is that really your best place that you could go to? Or is it just because guys, like I said, the portal is that stocked of people and there's no spaces for enough people. It's insane. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like speaking of portal, <clears throat> you just jogged a memory. Like how many places has uh, Demetrius Robertson played at? <laughs> remember when he he came to us from cal right and uh then obviously he's playing with uh, auburn this year and um i don't know if he's had uh, other stops in between but i just remember uh seeing him this year and be like oh yeah he used to play for us <laughs> hey man that's interesting he didn't really hey man he he was taking up ad mitchell's spot because ad mitchell was a true freshman so right mm-hmm. good, good rinse yeah. demetrius you know you, yeah, you were he, sitting at home with an auburn jersey on really Thinking about your poor life choices, right? He, he never really seemed to gel with the with the offense anyway. He had a few, a couple of big plays, but n- never what people expected. People expected him with his speed to really str- uh, stretch the field and I be a weapon. So 
and it just yeah it so slow never worked out yeah Yeah. it wasn't even hurt right right um all right um anybody else got any uh any more thoughts or anything else that they'd like to get off their chest right now so hey Wes, look at me and remember you're a national champion that's right you too man don't forget it that west at the beginning when you entered when you introed us i thought that's what you were going to say i'm west the national champion the national like champion. That. that's the reason why if you go back and watch the very beginning i make a face right at the beginning and that's what i thought you were going to do <laughs> right well yeah i i enjoy it don't get me wrong and i i have i have soaked it in i've really enjoyed it but i also recognize that um I didn't do a single thing uh, to get it. So, so, <laughs> so uh, remember, remember, Wes, thou art mortal. Thou art mortal. That's right. Uh-huh. So, um, I'll I'll leave on this, Wes. I, yeah. I thought about this the day after the game, and I tweeted it. If y'all didn't see it, I said, you know, guys, somewhere this morning, a Bama fan is saying, "Man, it's been one year since we won the Natty." <laughs> a Clemson fan is saying, "Wow, it's been three years since we won a Natty." An Auburn fan has said, wow, it's been 11 years since we won a Natty. Why are we doing Florida that? Florida fan is saying, wow, it's been 13 years since we won a Natty. Why are we doing Tennessee that? Tennessee fan has been saying, wow, it's been 23 years since we won a Natty. A Tech fan, 30 years. A South Carolina fan, never. But the not, but it's not the dogs now. 41 years is over. 1980 is over. It is 2021, baby. I will say, it's, isn't that great? Isn't that great? You don't have to... We don't have to listen to the 1980 jokes anymore. It's I'm just, still going to make a lot of that's a lot of great and things. the Mark Rick version 2.0 jokes. I'm still making them. Uh, that's just lazy, man. It's lazy journalism, Matt. You're better than that. <laughs> Matt, we will find something. Don't we'll worry. Something. It, feels like it feels like 98. It feels like 98. I wish it was 98. This is this is this is the darkest timeline. This is my hell. <laughs> the the, uh, the my... only the only way you can make this worse is if Vanderbilt was good. That would be the absolute worst. That, no, that, that is, means that it's an apocalypse. That means yeah. all of humankind, for the most part, has probably died. Well, the motion that we eject Vanderbilt and pick up North Carolina. <laughs> I, I just can't wait to rub it into tech fans' faces because they owed 1990 over us. And I was like, oh, that's true. You guys have the worst football program in rivalry. And they split that with Colorado. Like, you can't even yeah. claim it openly. <laughs> guys, te- Georgia Tech has not beaten Georgia. In Atlanta, this entire century. Think about that. Oh my yeah. god! This entire that's, century, they have not beaten Georgia. In that's an awful stat. That's an. They haven't beaten Georgia in Atlanta stat. since 1999. Well, Tennessee has beaten Bama since right. 2005. Yeah, we had 2006. Jesse, we had this discussion. Remember, we said yeah. uh, that, um, that there's the joke that uh, uh, a Tennessee fan has never been able to send a tweet saying that they beat mm. Bama. <laughs> <laughs> They've never been able to look at the score on their iPhone. On their iPhone, right? Yeah. So listen, not, whenever that happens, this is Matt, not the podcast, Matt. We are not going to do that's that. right. We're not going to do that. I, 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 I nah, whenever I y'all be saving, because I can tell you, it feels great when you finally do. That's when Bama fans are going to call for his head. That's when they know that the time has come. Nah. So, the saving effect has come. turned has turned on him. So yeah. no. that's yeah. not happening. No, it won't. But. uh all right. Well, hey, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks, Jack, for uh, coming on the show. Uh, it was a lot of, course, of fun guys. talking Anytime. to you. Anytime. Um, Anytime. Yeah. So uh, if uh, if uh, we appreciate you guys listening to us, if you'd like to hit us up on email, please do so at pigskinsandpageantry at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash pigskinsandpageantry. Uh, also on Twitter at PPSCC Podcast. Uh, we are on Instagram at pigskinsandpageantry. 
Uh, don't forget, we're available for download on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and uh, most podcasting apps for iPhone, Android, and other operating systems. Appreciate you guys getting involved on uh, YouTube and TikTok. Uh, tons of comments over there. Thanks to everybody who's gotten in on that conversation. Um, if you guys enjoyed the show, please take a moment, subscribe, and uh, give us a review. We'd love five stars. We'd greatly appreciate that. Season's over. We'll have another show for the uh, uh, recruiting classes. And uh, then, man, it's going to be a long time. So, barring any special episodes. So, hey. Recruiting never ends, Paul. That's right. Never That's ends. right. <laughs> hey, Dan Mullen knows that. I remember having a Unless you Dan Mullen did it, does. Parade Saturday in the stadium. It's a recruiting weekend for Kirby. And that That's, it never hey, stops. You, you know it. You know it. It never stops. Hey, until next time, this is Wes. Go dogs. Go dogs. Y'all, the revenge tour starts now. Roll Tide. It's basketball season. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy basketball season as much as I can. Uh, And also, by my count, it's 233 days until kickoff. So we'll get there, folks. It's almost baseball season. uh, The Braves have won. We've done everything we need to. Go balls.